Hi, I'm Charlene. I'm thrilled you're listening to our podcast. I start my mornings in bed first by grabbing my phone to see the verse of the day. The verse today really spoke to me. I pray it will bless you. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 in the Amplified Version says, Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more than is needed, being continually aware that your labor, even to the point of exhaustion, in the Lord it is not futile nor wasted, it is never without purpose. What a powerful scripture. Will you be steadfast? Will you be immovable and standing firm for your husband or wife that's been taken captive by our enemy, Satan? Will you sacrifice your time daily praying to the Lord and reading the Bible, which is God speaking to you? The Lord will bless you as you do it. Even if you meditate on one verse of scripture like 1 Corinthians 15, 58, or in fact, look it up in other versions. It will magnify the verse. I know praying and loving your husband or wife unconditionally when they have told you they do not love you is not normal. But you have joined God's army. You have a very special assignment that no one else may ever understand. But that's all right. My oldest granddaughter, Allison, in the police academy is becoming a policewoman and is so excited about it. Allison's love, her passion, it takes a great deal of commitment and hard training. And you must pass many tests before you ever get considered. The Lord wants you personally. You must make a commitment to marriage restoration. Just like Allison is making a commitment that she wants to be a police officer, I want you to consider making your marriage a commitment that you married for life and that you are going to do all that you can do with the Lord to have your marriage restored and resurrected for God to get the glory on healing your marriage. I'm saying to you today, rise up. Be proud that you're not walking away from your home that has been hit by circumstances. Standing is not easy. It's hard. But I don't want you to give up. Learn how to be on top of your circumstances and not underneath them. I want you to radiate the Lord as you pray for marriage restoration. I want you to know that God is right there beside you. He will never leave you or forsake you. I want you to walk a victorious Christian life regardless of all that you're facing. It may be in trouble right now, but God can change the circumstances. Number one, we want your husband or wife to get their heart transformed, that heart of stone to be turned to a heart of flesh. How do I do this? First, may I tell you that our Lord God wants to have you praise him. Put on praise music every day. I have it in my house. I have it on my phone. And music defeats the enemy. In Psalm 1611, it says, In his presence there is fullness of joy. I want you to be able to walk around and have the joy of the Lord in your heart. In fact, David was called to play his harp for King Saul, who later became the next king for Israel. 
Let me read 1 Samuel 16, verses 14 to 23 in the Amplified Version. Now the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented and terrified him. Saul's servant said to him, Behold, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord now command your servants who are here before you to find a man who plays skillfully on the harp, and when the evil spirit from God is on you, he shall play the harp with his hand, and you will be well. So Saul told his servants, Find me a man who plays well and bring him to me. One of the young men said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, who is a skillful musician, a brave and competent man, a warrior, discerning, prudent, eloquent in speech, and a handsome man, and the Lord is with him. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me David, your son, who is with the flock. Now I'm going to just shorten this for you and go to verse 23. So it came about that whenever the evil spirit from God was on Saul, David took a harp and he played it with his hand. So Saul would be refreshed and be well, and the evil spirit would leave him. One of the scriptures God gave me in the beginning of my stand was in 2 Chronicles 20, and the story of King Jehoshaphat having as their enemies Moabites and the Ammonites, and others were coming to make war with them. What I loved about this story is that Jehoshaphat did not know what to do, so he sought the Lord. And that is what you and I have to do every day about any circumstance that we're facing. They are saying, you are not loved. You need to sell the house. We're going to move. We're going to split everything. And you are in a battle. And I understand that. I went through that personally with Bob. I want you to understand that God is right there with you. And this Second Chronicles 20 reading it from verse 1 to the end of it. It's going to bless you, but read it more than once and let the Lord keep speaking to you and emphasizing different verses of it because there is such power in what happened and how he had men come and speak to him and the prophets came to him and said, hold on. What I loved about this story is that Jehoshaphat did not know what to do, so he sought the Lord. And that's what you and I have to do every day. But he also told all of Judah to fast. And the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Isn't that an awesome feeling to think? That is what so many mighty men of God are asking us to pray for America, pray for your country, pray for a group of people that need help. In King Jehoshaphat's prayer, he knew the Lord, God of our fathers. He knew God's power. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Because if you don't, please go back to our podcast, Be Bold in Your Faith, and you will really be blessed by listening to that podcast. If you do know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can pray boldly about anything. God has power over all people and situations. God is being faithful to his people in the Bible throughout it. And also, we've seen the Lord meet your needs in how many ways. Think about it. 
How many ways has the Lord met your needs in different ways that you have prayed for your children, for your family, your parents, and that he meets your needs in so many ways? Also, God's people are helpless without God. God's promises are our foundation is to walk in faith. We need to believe in his mighty power. God's presence among God's people means deliverance and victory. As you read the whole story in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 12 says, O our God, will you not judge them, meaning the enemy? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And that may be right where you are today. And verse 12 can mean a lot to you, and it's meant a lot to me for all these years, that every time I had a circumstance or a problem that came up, I would always say, Lord, this is happening. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are upon you, and would you show me what I need to do? Verse 15 says, Jehoshaphat did get a message, and he said, do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army or problem. For the battle's not yours, but God's. And when you get a subpoena, when you get a court hearing, when you have to go through mediation, or you have to figure out how to pay the bills, or you need to talk to your husband or wife about uh, how often you get to see your children, may you remember the battle's not yours, it's God's. That you will not be afraid to talk to them, that you'll ask the Lord to go with you, to put the words in your mouth, to say just the right words, and that the Lord will give you favor for what you're wanting. You are the child of the King of Kings. Do not walk in fear and be discouraged by all your circumstances that you may be facing. Verse 17 continues, and it says, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. My question to you today is, have you surrendered your heart, your life, and your marriage to the Lord? Don't allow doubt and fear and unbelief to come in and steal all your joy and put you in a spirit of depression. Tell the devil to flee from you right now in the name of Jesus. You are trusting the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to fight this battle, to touch and transform your husband or wife's heart, their mind, body, soul, and spirit. They could have their own personal encounter with the Lord today and call you tonight to say, can I come over? Or I need to really talk to you. That is why you must pick up your cross and choose to follow your Lord Jesus Christ daily, not weekly, not monthly. You must stay focused and believe in God's mighty power all the time. Just know who you are in Christ. Jehoshaphat put all his faith in his Lord God and in his prophets, and he was successful. Verses 18 and 19 says, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. As they went out, he put the choir at the head of the army saying, Give thanks to the Lord, 
for his love endures forever. Verse 22 says, So they began to sing and praise. The Lord set ambushes, and the enemy was defeated. Can you imagine praising the Lord and thanking the Lord in advance before you speak or make a phone call to your husband or wife about a difficult subject? That is how this war was won, is by putting the choir, the people that were singers, in front of the army. That sounds crazy to us, but it's what God told him to do. Trust me, praise me, and I will defeat your enemy. And that is what I want us to do. When I put on the music in the morning and leave on the music at nighttime, I want to just hear God's praises, and I want to get to the point that I do not worry about anything. And I want to keep praising him and thanking him for everything that we must do with this ministry, that he is in control of everything with all my family, with all my extended family. But you know what? Every time I pray for my family, I put RMN standards, husbands and wives and children, and their prodigal spouses in every one of my prayers because you are family, and we want to have you come and believe that the enemy is defeated by God's mighty power. It was so defeated that when they went and saw that God killed all the army, they went and they found another huge blessing. And they were blessed with the enemy's plunder, the equipment, clothing, and so much more that they couldn't even take away all that was there. That is what I want you to get excited about. I want you to believe that God is able to conquer any situation that you're going through. In verse 26, on the fourth day after they had packed up everything that they were going to take, all of the people of Judah assembled and they praised the Lord again. It was called the Valley of Barak, which means praise and worship. God does speak to his children and he will speak to you. We need to seek him with all our heart. In Jeremiah 33, verses 2 and 3, it says, This is what the Lord says, He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it. The Lord is his name. Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And so it does not just have to be Jehoshaphat. It can be you, it can be so many, all of us, that he wants for us to call to him and he will answer you and tell you so many different things you do not know. Write down your questions. Wait and then let the Lord speak to you. Read the Bible and you will read it. All of a sudden, something will leap up off the page that is literally the answer that was one of your questions. Be silent may be what the Lord will speak to you. There's so many ways he speaks to us. I personally know this truth so powerfully well because I did not seek the Lord first. I went to people for their opinions and their surveys. I got a lot of them, and they all oohed and awed and said, I can't believe Bob did this. I can't believe you would put up with this. And on and on, as you've heard it before, 
So you need instead to seek God first about anything that is regarding your marriage, regarding your children. You need to seek God first. What does he say about it in the Word? What does he say about different subjects? Seek God for his wisdom and knowledge about your marriage circumstances. Let me share Isaiah 55, verses 6 and 9 in the Amplified Version, which says it so beautifully. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him for salvation while he is near. Let the wicked leave behind his way. And, oh, dear standard, this is one of my scriptures God gave me. And that was my prayer. Verse 7, let Bob leave behind his way and the unrighteous man or wife or woman his thoughts their thoughts, and let them return to the Lord, and he will have compassion, mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon them. Wow, what a scripture, what a verse, and that is what we're praying for, that's what we're seeking, that's our heart's desire. Verse 8 continues, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes out of my mouth It will not return to me void, useless, without result, without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. God's word is powerful, and that's what he's telling us. He's saying our ways are not going to be his ways. He's saying his thoughts are not going to be our thoughts. And I found that out when I divorced Bob without seeking the Lord and seeking his will and way. But God intervened in my stupidity, my ignorance, my lack of wisdom and knowledge and seeking him. God rescued me. Two months later, God sent a couple to our church that were singers, Paul and Ann Downing, and they shared their testimony sharing how bad Paul was in his abusiveness, his unfaithfulness, being an alcoholic. But God touched and changed their marriage by Anne fasting, praying, and worshiping the King of Kings for five years before their marriage was resurrected and restored. Then started going around to churches to share their testimony, to say, We must not give up. My prayer today is that you will be faithful in praying for your husband or wife and your loved one's salvation daily. There are many scriptures for eternal life that I've shared in that other podcast. One of my favorite scriptures that I've memorized is Acts 26.18, and it's referring to praying for your spouse's salvation to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of their sins and be at a place among those who are sanctified by faith in Jesus Christ. That scripture is so important. We're wanting them 
to repent and change their heart and lifestyle. God sent Jesus Christ down on earth to cry out to all the people to repent. Can you imagine seeing Jesus walking the streets of Galilee and proclaiming the message to everyone that is listening? I can just visualize Jesus with a very strong, assertive, boisterous, forceful, loud voice saying, the appointed period of time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking. Regret past sins. Live your life in a way that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life and believe with a deep abiding trust in the good news regarding salvation. Right after Jesus spoke those powerful words, he started calling his disciples, as you can read further into Mark chapter 1. The Lord is calling you into a very special assignment of standing in the gap and praying for your spouse's heart of sin to be turned to a heart of flesh, of repentance, to a pure heart, as David prayed in Psalm 51. God loves you and your husband and wife so much that he is instructing you to pray and fight for God's best, a resurrected and restored marriage. This is a spiritual battle between darkness and light. A standard will often ask me, do you believe that God is able to restore my marriage? And I say positively, without a shadow of a doubt, because I have seen restored marriages for over 25 years. God is able to do immeasurably more than we can even begin to imagine. God loves you. The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy your marriage. But God is greater. In all of these different illustrations of scriptures today, we're showing the victory that God had in each person's life. God created Adam and Eve to be one flesh. And it said it was not good for Adam to be alone. We need to stand in the gap. And we need to fight and pray and praise the Lord. For praise defeats the enemy. For nothing is impossible with God. God hates divorce. It says that in Malachi 2.16. God loves you. God is love. And we want for you to stand in the gap. And read 1 Corinthians 13 about how to love your husband or wife. And ask the Lord to change your heart first. And then show your love to your children, to others. Show the kindness. But don't give up on your marriage. Let God come in and start moving the mountains and fighting the war that you may be facing. He is right there with you. Lord, I just praise you and thank you for this podcast, and I ask that anybody that has been discouraged and defeated this week will be encouraged on the scriptures that we have shared about victory in Jesus. I pray you will go and touch their husband or wife's heart and turn it to a pure heart, that you would take that anger and bitterness and hatred that both the husbands and wives have stuffed down deep in their hearts and that you will remove it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray you would touch the children, and may you help them be able to adjust to school 
and that they have a good year. I pray that you will just move the mountains that they're all facing and melt them like wax. Lord, we need you. They need you. They need hope and encouragement. And we just ask that you would give them the faith, the hope, and the trust to believe that nothing is impossible for you. Help them to stand firm, increase their faith, and may they trust in you totally for every step of the way. And we will just give you the praise and the glory in all that you're doing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.